Welcome back, knuckleheads. This is episode 40-something of the Beefy Boys Bud Club. I'm Joe, and I'm joined here with Vito. What's up? Christian. Oh, derp. And returning kind of Ish. guest, oh, no. Joe, a.k.a. P-Taz. Yeah, just go ahead. I'm P-Taz for this entire podcast, so there we there's go. no confusion. Yeah. He's back. I'm Trader back. Joe's. Trader yeah. Joe's, huh? Okay. Well, I mean... Seeing that we had so much content on that one episode that you were in here, I'm sure we can be. I'm sure we're able to muster something up here. We can we can do a rehash, a review. Yeah, for it. sure. Oh. I'm <laughs> I'm back. totally happy to make all the listeners mad because I'm gonna call Ocarina of Time the most overrated Zelda game. Again. <laughs> we're getting straight into it. Yeah, we might as well get right Spoilers. into the Zeldas. Jeez. I mean, okay. Let me just. It is the Legend of Zelda series is my most favorite video game series of all time. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, like. I mean, I was like a link for Halloween when I was in fifth grade. Dork. Granted, I mean, yeah, I'm a dork. <laughs> Proud of it. But uh, let me say this, uh, man, that sucked when I went trick-or-treating because everybody thought I was Peter Pan. <laughs> 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 what the hell? Didn't anybody give you a Game Boy or an oh, N64 geez. when you were a kid or a Nintendo Entertainment System? I mean, I did like you have like the, the sword like the and the shield? The, yeah. the sword and the shield would be the difference. I mean, they both wear a green tunic, sure. Because yeah. Peter Pan has a tiny sword. And then it's like a dagger, yeah. Link, yeah, Link's got a, like a full-on sword. sword. Yeah, but highly encrusted on the shield actually. would uh, really stand out. And, you know, <laughs> back I'm sure back when you were dressing as Link, you were that was back in the days when you can actually like use prop weapons for your costumes. Mm-hmm. Now you can't be doing that yeah. shit, or and else you're just you know, gonna the thing get is like that, you know, in trouble. Back then, I don't think they sold official Link costumes and Mario costumes, which they do now. Yeah, um, the abundance so. of costumes that they have now is nuts. Yeah, and yeah. now it's like, yeah, back then, you know, it's like, have to have to buy, like, a Link hat somebody made out of a green pillowcase on eBay. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, it's pretty funny. It's not even, yeah, like, yeah. the right shade of green. It's, like, like a I think green something man else. Yeah. Vito and I were talking about going as orcs this year for... You nice. and Vito? Yeah, for orcs? Halloween. Like, what kind of orcs? Like, I'm talking like Lord of the Rings orcs. MMO nice. orcs. So, like, paint our bodies like weirdly grayish, grayish green. green. <laughs> nice. Have you guys ever been to a Comic Con and done I've cosplay? I've been to ECCC. I haven't done cosplay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I did Aragorn. Okay, nice. Yeah. I've never, I've never dressed up for cosplay, but I went to Sakura Con. Oh, Sakura Con, yeah. Because I had there. to, I had to work it for an event. Mm hmm. And so I thought it was like one of the coolest things, yeah. like working that. And then mm. that was when I picked up the shift for Comic Con, mm. and I went and worked ECC, that shift. Yeah. Oh, dude, ECC, it's wild. Yeah. I'm so I much, to... It's so much fun to, to yeah. see everybody dress up. And my uh, my fiance also uh, one year did Rails Courts from Steven Universe. Okay. And another year did um, Roadhog from Overwatch. <laughs> okay. Oh, <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> Gender bent, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this talk of video games translates translates nicely to the surprise I have for today. Oh boy! So surprise! I came up with this idea yesterday. You know how we always do Christian's Final Fantasy quiz of the week. Yeah. We're turning mm-hmm. this into a game. So I brought a trophy. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I have prepared a short quiz. <laughs> one for Christian. That's all MMO and Final Fantasy themed, and one for Vito. That's all football themed. Whoever scores more points wins the trophy. Okay? I like that. <laughs> that's good. Is that like some trophy one for soccer when you're a kid? And I then, bought like, this don't at the thrift anymore? store for like a dollar. I, okay, so it's, it's a woman. This is a woman trophy. soccer player. <laughs> I don't think it's real marble on the bottom either. That's heavy though. All right. That's funny. So who wants the first question? 
Shoot. Okay, Vito. How many teams are there in the NFL? <laughs> 12? 12 is incorrect. <laughs> now I'm going to let Christian have a chance to steal, and you'll have a chance to steal all his Final Fantasy questions. So, Christian, how many teams are there in the NFL? 32. There are 32 teams in the NFL. Oh, well. That's correct. You were <laughs> way off. Okay, Christian. You're thinking XFL, bud. <laughs> when you're talking, that's eight. When you're talking about an MMO, mm-hmm. what does the term DPS stand for? Oh, <laughs> DPS. Yeah, I gave both these quizzes to Ara this morning, and she got about half of them. So that's <laughs> what we're working with. Okay. I. Uh... Ah, dude, I don't know. I can't even. I can't even guess no what those. Uh, yeah. Vito, Vito, chance to steal. Damage per second. That's correct. God damage damn. per second. Otherwise known correct. as dicks per second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christian, we'll go next to you. Okay. In Final Fantasy, there is a classic enemy that looks like a cactus with a smiley face on it. This is a two-part question. What is that enemy called, and what is its signature move? Um. Damn, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, how the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so you said it's a cactus like? It looks like a cactus with a smiley face. Yep. Um I'm going to go with a uh Did you come up with this question because you were playing Blue Mage? <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to go with uh Cacti and his uh special attack is uh don't touch it. Spikes. Incorrect on both counts. Also kind of close, though. You're close, yeah. Uh, Cactuar, a thousand needle. Yep, that's oh, correct. Oh, come on. We might end up in a tie since uh, everybody seems to get the steals. The steals, yeah. Okay. That's fine. God damn it. All right, Vito. Yeah. Who was the winner of the last Super Bowl? And who was the loser? <laughs> it's only six months ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> are you are you passing? I would like to uh, answer. Oh yeah, this I question, remember the sir. name of one of the ones that might have been is Patriots. Or yes, that's true. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Who was the loser? No, I have no idea. Christian Rams. That's true. Okay, so so God damn it, Vito. I didn't hands. think you were going to get that one. <laughs> <laughs> Patriots and Seahawks are like the only two teams I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next, talk about next question Brady. for Vito. What does the acronym YAC or YAC stand for when talking about football? I wanted to do all acronyms, but I couldn't come up with enough football acronyms. <laughs> so <laughs> I only did one per. Oh my god, this is my favorite segment ever. <laughs> These questions aren't that hard. <laughs> Youth Athletic Cup? Yeah. Youth <laughs> Athletic Cup. <laughs> Antonio Brown's got a good Youth Athletic Cup. Uh, yards after catch. That's correct. Yards after catch. It's a measure of how far a receiver gets after catching the ball. Hit me with the Final Fantasy. I am ready. You're ready. I'm fucking ready. Okay. Final Fantasy is famous because even though there's 15 numbered games in the series, their stories are totally disparate. Except there's one character who has appeared in every single numbered Final Fantasy game. What is his name? Is it the blonde dude? Can you be more specific? (laughs) 
Uh, I need a name. The blonde anime-looking guy. The blonde anime-looking guy with the big sword. I think you're talking about Cloud Strife, and that is incorrect. (laughs) Okay. Vito? You don't know the answer? Uh Uh-oh. Can I take a guess? Sure. Does it have to be like a human? Mm, It is a human in this instance. I mean, I was going to... Never mind. Don't listen to me. We're going to say Moogle. (laughs) I mean, Moogles (laughs) Moogles have appeared everywhere. So Uh, have Chocobos, but that's not what I meant. Every Final Fantasy game since number one has had a character named Sid. Sid? Sid. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I was never really into Sid, so so like I kind of knew that, but it was nowhere near the top of my brain. This is a chance for me to pull ahead. (laughs) Well, Vito's ahead right now because he he actually got the the, Patriot. The The Patriot question. Shit. Come back. You're ahead. Get on my level. No. Yeah, he's ahead by one point. Okay. 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 Give him another two parter. (laughs) Well, it's your turn. It's your turn. Oh. In Final Fantasy VII. There are two optional characters you can recruit. What are their names? Vino knows this one. I see it on his face. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, come on. You said this was a one, man. Um, it's I don't not even know. Cloud Strife. I'll I don't even know. Right like, it's literally <laughs> been like 10 years since I played the game at least. Like I like, don't years. even know which direction to even guess <laughs> at these names. Like, the only names I have in my head are like fucking orc names. So like, Orgrim and fucking like, Barbara. But it, Barbara and Orgrim Barbara. is incorrect. <laughs> but no, if I were to take a swing at it, I'm going to say, uh, um, like, Fuck. I die. Dude, I don't even know how to guess these names. <laughs> there's Sid, and then there's like Sick. There's Sick. <laughs> Sid and Sick. I don't know. Incorrect. Fuck. Vito. Vito? I, I, I literally, I, I, th- I think one of them was the dog character, but I can't remember his name. Are you speaking of Red 13? Yeah. The Native American Red Lion character? Yeah. No, that's not correct. The answer is Yuffie, the teenage ninja, uh-huh. and Vincent the vampire. Yep, nope, no idea. <laughs> Not even Vito was able to get well, that one. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're down to the last two questions. So, Vito, you're up. And currently, Christian has three points and Vito has four. So, Christian, or Vito, rather, in football, there are many, many ways to score points. One of the weirdest ways is a safety. What is a safety and how many points is it worth? No idea. Not even, not like, just nothing. <laughs> Do you know how many points it's worth? <laughs> nope, just nothing. Take a random guess. <laughs> Four. Incorrect. <laughs> Christian. Good job. Two points. Yes. And you get those two points by the football going out of bounds on the... It's hard for me to describe it without it sounding wrong, but if the offense is up and the ball goes out of bounds in their their end zone or they get tackled in their end zone... Two points for the defense. That is correct. If the ball fails to cross the goal line before it is ruled down by contact or out of bounds, that is two points for the safety. For the opposing team. And they also get the ball back. Okay. V. Christian, do you need this one? Or Vito has a chance to steal and win. And Vito, I know you know the answer to this question. So in an MMO, when we talk of the Holy Trinity... There are three parts. No, I do know this one. One of them, (laughs) we've already discussed. The DPS, damage per second, that's one part. Mm -hmm. What are the other two parts? 
<laughs> if you don't know, <laughs> no He's idea. That still again. Uh, mana. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fucking health. Mana, health, and DPS is so incorrect. So I, I think you're going down the wrong. I'm I'm confused. Like, I'm yeah. So it's so there's so the has holy to do with so there's deep... the holy, it's the holy trinity of like character types. Party composition. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So it's not like stats. Oh fuck. But damage per second. Yeah, that's that's one of them. Quantifies one of them. Yeah. Do you guys have? Fuck. Do you guys have yards after tackle? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm fucking lost. I have no idea how which route to go down on this question. I mean, the one thing I could say DPS and I don't know armor. Fucking how much armor you have? I've. Help me. That's close. Magic. <laughs> kind of. How much sort magic? Of. How much armor? How much strength? It, well, I already told you it's not stats. You're already thinking of stats. I'm, already, I'm right back to it, man. Yeah. All right. Vito. So it's uh, uh, DPS, tank, and healer. Yes. Yes. So the, guy, the guy who takes the blows, the guy who does the blows, and the guy who recovers us from the blows. The, damage, the DPS classes do the damage, the tank takes the hits, and the healer heals everybody. Ah. The Holy Trinity. See, I didn't think DPS was a class. I thought that was it's like... It's a class archetype. Yeah, because, it's an archetype, not a, not an actual class. Yeah. Because in, in like, for instance, Fallout, like Fallout 4, which I'm playing right now, DPS is damage on the weapon. Yeah. Like yeah. how much damage your weapon mm-hmm. does when you shoot it. Yeah. Like, especially those electronic the guns. DPS classes the laser weapons. focus entirely on DPS over everything else. Yeah. I didn't know that. So v- with the throw score, Vito with one the more, final come on, throw Vito one more six to five. <laughs> Vito is the champion. Congratulations! I could add in one more if you want. I suppose. And no, I, know I mean there was a final fa- like two Final Fantasy questions I had no idea I about. Know. So I can't believe you, the character names. Sid, really? That's everybody knows that. Well, I knew that, but it wasn't in the forefront of my mind. It wasn't like a memorable part of Final Fantasy for me. So the here, take your trophy, man. I'll leave it right here. Yeah. Ta-da. I'm sad. Bring it back next week or when I remember to do this again. <laughs> so, this <is> hilarious. <laughs> Ari got that question right on safeties, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, wait. I do have another. I'm sorry. I missed one for Vito. Oh. Oh, oh shit. Fucking controversy, dude. Yeah, because yeah. they have asked all those, and I should have just asked them in order. It's my fault. Oh, well. <laughs> so one more. So Christian might actually be able to steal this. Yeah, he probably will. It's a football question. It is a football question. It's a two-point football question, too, which means chance to steal, man. Vito, two teams are tied for having won the most Super Bowls. Who are they? Well, I definitely know that one of them is the Patriots because I always hear about them winning. That's correct. That also means that Christian can't catch up. But do you know the other team? This is another question that Arik surprised me by getting correct this morning, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think it. of team names. It. It's, it, you it's said you know the Seahawks. It's not the Seahawks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know that it's not the Seahawks, which is why I'm just like I can't think of other team names. All right. I actually want to hear him. I, 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 I want to yeah. say like <laughs> fucking I don't know New York. 
Which no, one? I, I don't. Wait, what? There's more <laughs> new teams in New York. Oh, yeah, fuck. Can I, can I try guessing the other team? Sure. I think I know. Sure. Pittsburgh Steelers. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Six Super Bowl right. titles each. Yep. And yep. unfortunately, Seahawks both lost. Uh, both those teams? Uh, both of those yeah. teams. All right. So Vito is still the champion with the final score of 7 to 6. Two. I mean, fuck yeah. yeah, dude. 7 to 6. Except so I, would rather, I would rather a controversial win for the opposing team. Rather than seeing Russell Wilson throw the fucking interception at the one yard line, at the one yard line, <laughs> I think that was probably yeah. one of the hardest things I've ever mm-hmm. had to sit through in my fucking life. And he's such a great, good person. He to had have something bad happen to a guy who's as wholesome as Russell Wilson is just painful to watch, man. Well, he had it too. It, yeah. was, a, it was a great, of, uh, it was a great play. Wholesome really great sports stars. Have I, any of you been watching? Steph Curry's mini golf show. I have not. I, he has a <laughs> mini golf show. Yeah, what, it's like where is it? you, you remember that show Wipeout. Yeah, it's like that plus mini golf. Like okay, <laughs> they have I to go on like zip lines to do mini golf and shit. There's one where it's like a chipping contest between Steph Curry and a robot. It's absurd. It's on Hulu. <laughs> I mean, it's on Fox, <laughs> Who but won? it's on Steph Hulu. Steph Curry or the robot? Usually, Steph Curry gets closer than the robot. <laughs> Usually, I like it. Yeah. That means they didn't program the robot right. There's also a hole where it's just like a 15-foot straight putt, except they try and distract you. So like in one episode, nice. just Kenny G is playing the saxophone in your ear Kenny the whole time. <laughs> the, the saxophone? Yeah. I might need to watch this. It's called, it's called, it's called, it's called Holy Moly. Holy Moly. Okay. I think, the last time, I think the last time you were in here, we yeah. were talking about a show that he was referring to where you have to stay up for 24 hours. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Is that like a random Japanese test? game it's a, it's a game show on Netflix where you have to stay up for 24 hours counting quarters, and then you have a chance to win however many quarters you counted, except then they make you perform like basic everyday tasks that you are really bad at. I feel like I've seen a lot of Japanese game shows that are just like really weird but also obscure. interesting. Yeah, like yeah. yeah I, I just like the clips on YouTube. Like the yeah, guys that's what I'm saying. Is I usually just watch you, like YouTube clips when I. What do you call them. those like green man suits or whatever? But like they're in those like full body colored suits trying to climb up a Vaseline oh, staircase. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that. That's funny. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen the show MXC? Yeah. MX. It's basically Wipeout. It's well, it's, it's like wait no yeah. yes I have yeah I have seen that yeah the, like the original Wipeout yeah dude that show was fucking great I don't is, know what is, is that the one the where they like, added like the the, the, the dub it was the, the dub that's dub, great dub, I remember watching yeah. that when I was like in elementary so it's based school. on yeah. a yeah. Uh, Japanese game show I think it's called like Togarashi's Castle or something that's been airing mm-hmm. forever and this was a show on like Spike TV where they would take the Japanese track and dub over it with complete nonsense so you still get to see the people like. It's basically like these giant obstacle courses for adults, but like, you know, like there's like a big spinning fan blade that's covered in foam that'll knock you into a pond like hard. <laughs> so like that's the appeal because people just eat shit the whole time. <laughs> Do the, the cool like, thing like about that gif that of was... that of the one like kid uh, doing the thing with like the big spinning thing and then like getting hit like three, <laughs> three times as it passes over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more like, it's you like ever go on like those inflatable obstacle courses, like when you're in high school and stuff? No. Imagine if, oh, well, okay. When I was living in Japan, we actually went to a, like a theme park mm-hmm. that was based off of like those obstacle course games. Yeah. So you'd go there and you'd do like the whole park. You'd like, so you'd start at the beginning and you would go through the entire park. Mm-hmm. Dude, some of those were so much fun. Some of those were really hard, but. They were, they were a lot of fun. Like, you do the log run. Mm-hmm. Like, when you walk on the log that spins. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and then they they eventually you got to the point where there was a pond. Okay. People were falling yeah. into the pond. <laughs> it was where, nuts. Where in Japan is this? Because I'm going to Japan I, with some friends. I wish I remembered. Yeah. I I'll ask. Okay. I'll ask my uh, my stepmom so I can uh, I can get back to okay, you on cool. that one. Yeah. Because it was a lot of fun. Dude. That sounds like a lot of fun. They that, had like log yeah. platforms like yeah, yeah. over like it go it went like across the pond, but mm. every time you would step on one, it would like sink. Yeah. But the more you the deeper you got out, mm. the quicker they sank. And like the quicker that they would sink, yeah, the, Ooh boy. <laughs> the harder it was to like keep moving. All right, so yeah. that was the one that everybody was eating shit on and then getting, you know, getting dunked in the pond, drink. The pond, yeah. Yep. Japan is like, like the number one place I want to go to. That's so, so much awesome. fun, dude. I heard about this animal sanctuary mm-hmm. where they have these like sacred deer that they don't kill and they've gotten them used to humans so you can feed them cookies oh, cool. except the deer are so used to the humans they're, they're fucking assholes they'll like kick you in the face if you don't give them the cookie fest uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there's also like a like a place kind of by the water mm-hmm. like where they've got like wild monkeys oh yeah like, swing on trees and they 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 like love the beer bread that they have so it's like the little you know mexican like Conchas, you know that sweet bread mm-hmm. where it's yeah. got like that sugary stuff on top of it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So the Japanese have one that's like that, where it's like a sugary bread, but it's the frosting is like beer. So that's it's like cool. a it's like so a these, sweet beer frosting. Yeah, yeah. The monkeys and these fucking, monkeys love that. They love that shit. And so, unfortunately, when we were driving through there, we didn't have the pleasure of seeing any of these monkeys. Mm-hmm, we just mm-hmm. heard all the all the tales. But dude. Japan's a fucking great place. Yeah. You're you're gonna love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm. My friends and I were going to. Uh, we're flying into Osaka and they're going to Tokyo, and then uh, someplace else. I forget. Osaka but, uh, or yeah, Osaka's rad, dude. Speaking of Japan, there's a Final Fantasy fourteen <laughs> Aorzia Cafe. Wait, where what? They have, in, yeah, really? Where they have. Uh, yeah, all I don't the, remember where all exactly. All the waitresses dress as Mikote. Where they, I. Th- uh, maybe, but I don't remember that part. But they have like the food and the drinks are based off of um, okay. Final Fantasy fourteen. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and they have like all the decorations and stuff are all based off of Final Fantasy fourteen. That's you got to go to awesome. Kyoto, man. I think we might because I know we're gonna take a bullet train. Yeah, Japan, the bullet so train, dude. The bullet train, Kyoto. Yeah, fucking rad. It's cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Getting from cool. Tokyo to Osaka in like mm. two hours. Is fucking That's what I just want to go to yeah. Tokyo, man. Um, I know all the like ancient temples and shit are in Kyoto, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be beautiful. But I just want to go hang out in Akihabara. There's I'm like a, a there's like weeb. a movie yep. park. Mm-hmm. There's a movie park in uh, Kyoto where they filmed like a lot of those old samurai shows. Okay, and yeah. like samurai movies. We yeah. went there too, and that was uh, you remember the movie? Uh, t- here, Tom Cruise is the last. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I I've never seen it actually. I've seen parts of it. Like, but I know oh, what you're man. talking. A lot about. of the casting. Like a lot of the cast that they had for that movie, hang out in that park, and they they cool. you know they hang out with the guests. They put on shows there. Okay. And then they, um, that's where they filmed like some of the some of the parts from that movie. So it was, okay. it was pretty cool, cool going and seeing that. But Kyoto is a beautiful place. Mm. Osaka is beautiful. Uh, and then yeah, of course there's like Hiroshima and shit, which yeah. is like the spookiest thing I've ever had to mm. see in my fucking life. I was so, 10 years old going through a museum about a, a goddamn nuclear bomb. I just yeah. keep thinking yeah, of the South creepy. Park episode. 
<laughs> it's the whales and dolphins dropped the bomb on Hiroshima. That's why we have to kill them all. And the Americans are like, yep, it was definitely dolphins. <laughs> yeah, dude, that place was spooky. Yeah. Like, I just came up with a brilliant idea, Vito and Christian. So I have a cherry tree in my yard. And for like two days, when it's just windy enough, the blossoms are falling off and you feel like a samurai. Mm-hmm. So we need to do a photo shoot with my machete <laughs> <laughs> standing in the cherry blossoms. You'll have to put your hair up, dude. You'll have to get the show. The top knot, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or even just get like one of those plastic katana swords that you can get for like two bucks yeah. down Chinatown or something. Yeah. There you go. That's what's up. Dude, fuck yeah. I always have, I have a burning joke with Ara that I'm going to one day buy a bunch of like a katana and a wakasashi and put it on the wall as decorative swords. And she's like, no, we're not having any swords in the house. <laughs> and then I bought a machete to deal with some yard. She's like, that's the only sword you're allowed to have. No swords. <laughs> it's like a running joke that one day I'm going to show up with like 12 katanas. <laughs> swords are sweet. Mm. I can actually see Vito with like one of those like ginormous... Final Fantasy swords. Like, maybe not the Final Fantasy the swords, replica. but I'm thinking like the the big like knight swords. Like, God, I can't remember. Oh, like I know a, what you're like talking about. Claymore? Like a Claymore. Claymore. Yeah. A Claymore. Yes. Yeah. Like one that like all those dudes filmed the cut water bottles in half and oh, shit. Yeah. Like watermelons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like when I, no when I first got There's... to know Vito, I was like, this guy definitely cuts water bottles and watermelons on his <laughs> Vito, If Vito <laughs> was a medieval warrior, he would clearly be wielding a hammer or a battle axe. Look at this man. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say he's more of a battle axe guy. Yeah. Or just a really thick broadsword. Yeah. Like, well, a two-handed great sword. Yeah, sure. yeah. Sure. Um, like a T T H I C C thick sword. Thick sword. Uh yeah, there's actually this uh, this like uh, person who used to be a welder who's like a um, smithy on like YouTube or something that uh, does like fantasy slash sci- and like sci-fi weapon recreations that are actually like usable, like they actually do damage and like mm-hmm. are hardy. I feel and like I've seen that. I've seen something like that. Yeah, and it's really cool. Like he was he, making like cloud swords yep, yep. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and and a bunch of other different like. God, that would be the sword. ultimate if instead of showing up with like actual katanas, I started showing up with like fucking Sephiroth sword and cloud sword. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, the first one you mentioned is a katana. <laughs> no way, but it, that's it's not just a katana. A stupidly it's a 20 long, foot katana. long katana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely unwieldy. Well, yeah, but still, it's really funny. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Okay, thank you. I was going to say. I got to do, so I think we did this the last time we recorded, but I got to like put out two really good shows I saw that I highly recommend to anybody who's watching. One of them you may have heard, it's called Chernobyl, based off of, well, Chernobyl. I've been meaning to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. If you haven't watched it yet, you got to get on that. Well, so we're slowly working our way through Stranger Things season three, okay, as in, or we'll watch 20 minutes and fall asleep. Whack. Season three is really good. Season three is really good. Whack. I've only seen the first two episodes. It's really good. Yeah. It gets, um, it yeah, picks same. up. Oh, it's season, only, okay. There's yeah, only eight yeah. episodes. It picks yeah, up yeah. fast. Season okay. two is so fucking boring that I have season no. Season two is bad. Season two is bad. I have no yeah. desire to watch season three. Season three is fun. I just can't believe how good season one was. And then you get season two. Mm. And holy shit, that was horrible, man. I, I could barely sit through it. Plus, so. I finished if, it. But listeners. I, I wasn't happy. I finished if you it. want to know what my fiance looks like and kind of her personality, watch Stranger Things season three because she's essentially Max. They're basically the exact same person. Literally, that's what Ara was like as a teenager. She loved to skateboard. 
Like, I have no who, idea who Max is. She's the redheaded uh, girl. girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The one that looks like Aura. <laughs> you talking about? You guys. Thank you. It's like you just described. There's only two girls in the whole show. It's not the one with the superpowers. I mean, it's I'm also thinking one. about the redhead from Stephen King's shit. Yeah. So I'm thinking about that girl too, and it's I'm confusing. Well, they're I'm, basically I'm for the some same reason thinking too. that that same actress, actress is in mm. Stranger Things, even though she's not. I can see the confusion. Yeah. Also, yeah. Stranger Things season three. This is a fun fact I learned recently. Uh, Robin, the girl who works in the ice cream shop. Yeah, that oh, is she's Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter. Uma Thurman, yeah. Oh wow! And she looks once you realize that, like, oh yeah, duh, she looks exactly yeah, like yeah. both of them. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the other show you got? Oh yeah, so Chernobyl, see it. HBO, one of the best things I've ever seen on TV. Super dark. Uh, the other one is Warrior, uh, based off of Bruce Lee's. Uh, Riding, um, he was basically he was working on writing his own western kung fu show. I think he was actually in the running to actually play the lead character, uh, in the show Kung Fu in the seventies, but they didn't want an Asian guy to play because they didn't think American audiences American audiences would be ready. So I think he was then work on his own show, something along those lines. But basically. Decades later, uh, his daughter, Shannon Lee, Justin Lin, Justin Lin's the director who directed a bunch of the Fast and the Furious movies, mm. they teamed up to make uh, uh, this Western Kung Fu show, this dream project of Bruce Lee's, and it's just this badass show of these like Chinese gangsters in the late 1800s who are a part of a Tong, like rival Tong wars in the backdrop of like the Chinese Exclusion Act during the late 1800s, and... Lots of violence. It's got uh, Joe Taslim from The Raid in it. Yeah, yeah um, that guy fucking rules. Yeah, he's a badass. It's just a bunch of like badass kung fu and badass music and blood and a good storyline and just see it, it's kick ass. Is so that on I Netflix? Highly recommend. It's actually on Cinemax. Cinemax. Mm. Oh, okay. So we yeah. did it's talk on about like this a, last time. Yeah. So it's yeah. on a it's on a movie channel. So it does yeah. have like all the. Yeah, it's on it, a premium cable channel. Tits and gore. So yeah, holds I don't know no. If any yeah. Tits on it, but, you know. And the Kung Fu on is really cool, too. Um, I feel like they did a really good job with it. Because sometimes, you know, I feel like I watch these martial arts movies, and sometimes the martial arts can almost seem, I say, but almost like boring, almost. It's like, I, I'm not even sure, derivative, possibly. I'm not even sure if I used the deri- the term derivative in the right sense. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, right? It's, I it's, do. Yeah. They're all the same. That's what you're getting at, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, but... You really want to see some crazy shit, man, is mm. you got to watch the Indonesians. Oh, like Those guys The Raid. Are, the Raid. Those yeah. guys are fucking changing That was it. a really good uh, movie. The mm. Raid Part 2 was like two and a half hours of just like straight violence. But the the all the violence in it is like hand-to-hand combat Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. yeah they'll have weapons like glass shards and knives and shit but it's all everybody knows how to fight in that movie like Mm -hmm. all the extras can fight the main actors are obviously like just nuts and if you haven't watched it yet it's a netflix movie it's actually banned in indonesia it's a it's the first indonesian movie that netflix has fully funded Uh uh-huh and it's banned in indonesia because it's too violent yes it is like wow I would say it's probably the most violent movie I've ever watched in my life, and it is over the top, but mm. it's so beautifully shot, and everything yeah. is so, it's just so perfect, dude. It's called uh, The Night Comes for Us. I've it's seen extremely some violent, extremely mm-hmm. bloody, and then the final fight is like 30 minutes. 
Nice. And it's just like not, dude, yeah. it's fucking nuts. Nonstop. Oh, I loved it. I, oh, I, it's one of my favorites. I've seen the opening to that movie, and I agree with you. It is shot really good. I like the yeah. cinematography and the lighting. It's it's very uh, dynamic. And I just love how the yeah. camera, like, how they get the camera to follow these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, the when they're fighting, the camera is almost, like, doing the same movements as them, mm-hmm. and it's super close up. I, I mean, there's it's so great. much I can get on with these, yeah. but it's, I mean, that's, like, one of my favorite, like, martial arts movies, yeah. and I think that... As long as you know those guys are keeping up the standard, it's mm-hmm. only going to get better. It's going to get better. Yeah, I, I agree with Pitas on this one. They all just seem the fucking same to me. That's why I liked old Jackie Chan movies because they yeah. were so absurd. Yeah, <laughs> like, they, oh, I'm going to fight yeah. a guy with a fish. Like, uh, <laughs> like okay, in the Bronx. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just feel like sometimes, sometimes these martial arts movies, shows, sometimes they can just see like. You know, like it's the shots can be very stacked. Like, okay, we're going to just have a shot, basic shots of like. When you show this cool martial arts scene, so we're just gonna do like a static shot and a little bit of movement with the camera. Mm-hmm. I like I like types of martial arts movies, TV shows where the camera acts as almost as if like you're really in the fight. Like you can almost you, you can just feel rather where there's, just like a, where there's a there's movements. a flow. Yeah, there's yeah. a flow. Rather than it's like you're a bystander watching it. Exactly. It's more like following the character. That's why exactly, I like. Yeah. That's why I like the raid part one so much because mm-hmm. it's all in close quarters. Yeah, yeah. Like in all in those tiny hallway like mm-hmm. apartment hallways. So it's yeah. like the camera has nowhere else to go but yeah. the fight. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't go into really like, movies anymore. When either. he fucking grabs that dude's head. And, and like jumps into, back and, oh, yeah. and stabs like, I, his neck. I, I really, in the door. really like the Tony Jaw movies and Bach. Um, yeah, dude, yeah. Ombak is fucking sick. It's so good, and I re- like especially like on that point with the camera. Mm. Love like I can't remember which movie it was, but there was like a chase scene. I think and, yeah. and um uh during multiple parts of it or whatever he like would like jump on top and, and and on top of the shoulders of people. Yeah, yeah. And then there was one where like he slid in between two panes of glass. Oh, I know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that was the first one possibly. I think yeah. so. I think so, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Tony Jaw was also the guy from uh The Protector, right? He was they they also used him in The Protector. Maybe. I think cuz that movie was nuts. I, I remember, remember when that one came out, but I can't yeah. remember exactly yeah. who was in it. I think it was Tony Jaw, but mm. I don't want to say yeah. it is because I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. but you know what? Other, you know, I think you know. Honestly, I think anime does. <coughs> sorry, I think anime does a real good job of doing martial arts fight scenes. At least from what I've seen, like yeah. Samurai Champloo, Cowboy Bebop, even the Boondocks. I, I don't really consider the Boondocks to be straight up anime, the but One Punch American. Man. Just kidding. But the I've I've actually never seen One Punch Man. It's it's really fun. It. It's really yeah. good, but um, the whole premise is basically that the main character can defeat anybody in one punch. Okay. And and so I was making kind of a joke because there's no there's no real martial arts in it. Just, um, it is kind uh, of satire. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's like mostly comedy, I want to say. But it's okay. also like really fun to watch. Okay. Like, as far as the action is too. Should I watch My Hero Academia? Is it uh, good? Yeah, dude, I fucking binge the shit out of that every season. <laughs> okay. Somebody told me the basic plot, and it sounded interesting. The deepest I've ever gone. It's just like really good. Into yeah. anime Quality. was uh, Inuyasha. You guys <laughs> I watched some I of that. Yeah. I, I watched yeah. some of that. It was pretty good. Yeah. I watched the I mean, shit out of that the show. The stereotypical yeah. shown in anime, where like yeah. nothing will yeah. happen for ten episodes in a row. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
used to chill on Saturdays and watch that shit. I would watch a lot of the Pokemon anime and then the Yu-Gi-Oh anime. Especially the Yu-Gi-Oh anime. I've never gotten to Yu-Gi-Oh. I never got into that. I watched a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. Here's a fun fact about Yu-Gi-Oh. The first season they never released in the United States, which explains how he got the Pharaoh power. But also, like, ten children die in that season. (laughs) So it became a lot less murderous after that. Yeah, I, I've always had, like, a fascination with, like, ancient Egypt and, like, Greek gods and, like, mm-hmm. all that kind of, like, really cool, like, ancient stuff. And so one of the main reasons I got so into Yu-Gi-Oh! is because they, like, incorporated that, all the yeah. ancient Egypt stuff. Hey, speaking of ancient Egypt and stuff, I just did the, uh, this is going to be our Final Fantasy tangent for the episode. <laughs> I just did the dungeon where you have, where uh, you fight, like, the mummy horde or whatever is the last boss. It's like a big pharaoh. And I literally spent half of that battle being turned into a mummy. Do you remember this one? I don't remember. There's like a, a wall of mummies that runs at you. And if they touch you, you become a mummy. And all you can't control your character. You just run across the screen for 30 seconds or so. And anyone you touch also becomes what a mummy. What dungeon is that? I forget. It was one of the, the hard modes. Like Amador, Amdapur Keep or whatever. Whatever oh, one is supposed to be like. You know what? That, that might, might, might be one of the dungeons I never did. Because oh. it's a hard mode. <clears throat> Um, cause, I'm trying to knock um, them all out. I, I started unlocking them, but I'm like so high level. I do it unsynced and and just fucking yeah, smash just through for the through. quest. Well, zippity doo dah to you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> this week's podcast brought to you by the Beefy Boys. Three cool dudes hanging out, talking about music, video games, and sports, and anything else that hits our fancy. Uh, yeah, check them out at www.beefyboys.com or on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you love their logo, you can buy their merch, www.cafepress.com slash beefyboysmerch1. And oh, baby, you know you're going to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Find us on Twitter at beefy underscore boys, and you can find us on Instagram at officialbeefyboys, because it is official. Make us blue check marks, keep following us, and you can find us on Facebook at the Beefy Boys. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Beefy. A good podcast requires a good beer. So that's why I always go to my go-to, Keystone Light. If I'm going to the store, I don't want to buy a 12-pack. I want to go for a legit 15-pack. When I go to a party, I don't take Rainier. I take Keystone Light. And you know what? It tastes so good, I'm going to have it right now. Cheers, folks. There's a burp coming in. That's good. So, Joe, I got a question to ask yeah. you. Or PCAS, Go I got a question to ask Go you. Ahead. So There's three Joes in this room right now, if you count the camel. Yeah, the camel. <laughs> Joe Cool, PCAS, oh, yeah. and, and Joe. Um, yeah. not, not, Jogan. Not, we might be able to do this after whatever Christian was going to talk about, but I wanted to sort of bring up we uh, last time we talked about how you got your nickname, and so maybe oh, yeah. we could do that again. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So the question I have for you is, so we were, we were just discussing, like, mm. Asian cinema. Yeah. So the reason why you're, you know, because, you, okay, so you, you stated last episode, I know, you know, this is a mm-hmm. quick review for the yeah. folks that unfortunately weren't able to hear our conversation. <laughs> so everyone time. except the three of us. <laughs> yeah. Was, um, yeah. you're going to Atlanta. Yeah, that's a plan. Instead of Hollywood. Or yes. instead of instead L.A. Instead of L.A. For film. Also, main, you're film an actor, adapted. director. 
writer, producer. So, so, so. Yeah. <laughs> you, might, you might want to start with, with, with that first. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's true. I yeah, I, I, I've been acting, taking it seriously since I was a sophomore in high school. And then, so I did a lot of theater and then went to Shoreline Community College, got my AA, did a lot of, took a lot of acting and film classes and then when I was 21, I got signed to my first talent agency, Topo Swope. And then around 18, kind of towards the end of junior year, senior year, is when I started to get into the idea of writing. Well, actually, um, I should say that, uh, so when I was 17, because I'm, I'm talking about how I got into to writing, because that's another one of my really big passions. And if you're an actor, I tell all my actor friends, I highly recommend you get into writing because I will say like, don't wait for it to happen, make it happen. Mm-hmm. But I think that just goes for anything in life. Would you guys agree that like, yes. yeah, absolutely. Go ahead oh, and yeah. make it. Like you guys, you guys just, you guys are like, let's just start our own podcast mm-hmm. rather than be like, yeah. well, let's just wait for maybe somebody to invite us on a podcast. It's just like, or, yeah. Especially for creative stuff like that with the mm-hmm. rise of YouTube and all that, everything yeah. is just so easy, you know? Yeah. With internet. Yeah. Like when I decided I wanted to write my book of manatee jokes, I just did it and I yeah. self-published it. And I've made hundreds of dollars off that stupid book. <laughs> there you go. Good job. Yeah, so, it's yeah. like, so if you're an actor and you get yeah. into screenwriting, does it make it does it make it like easier to kind of get into the get into the groove of what like let's say a screenwriter wants the actor to do? Does it kind of help you get an understanding I, of that? I think it gives you more insight um in terms of when you learn, it, it helps you get, I think uh, it helps you understand, uh, you know, maybe perspectives from a screenwriter. I always say, like, if you're an actor, don't just be an actor. Also, try dabbling in other parts of film production just so mm-hmm. you have a, a more broad understanding. Yeah. Um, but I got into to writing because, you know, I got, at the time, and things have gotten a lot better for Asian American actors in terms of, uh, you know, opportunity. I mean, look at what Crazy Rich Asians did. Look at, you know, Glenn on The Walking Dead. Look at so many other examples nowadays. But, you know, when I was in middle school and high school, we didn't really have that. Um, often, More often than not, usually the Asian guy was regulated to, like, the nerd who was, like, not romantic in any sort of way. Um, just super nerdy. Was, it was kind of like a, a, like a backseat role. Yeah, the Asian yeah. American actor or the Asian actor. Yeah, or um, you know, they'd be the like the cool kung fu guy, but then you know they would never have like, rarely would they have like a romantic interest, and you know that can get like, limiting. You know, you never want to feel like you're limited, something yeah. like that. Or you know, they're just like, you know, the or a lot of times they would have like an Asian story, and then they would try to uh, not have an Asian actor in it instead. Um, the Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying there aren't times when it's okay to have you know, you know, uh, somebody who's not Asian in a more Asian story, I guess. But at the time, it was so it was it was it was happening so much. Whereas, like, holy crap, dude! Like, yeah. maybe it's a little too much. But um, you know, so I I figured I wanted to get into writing because I was like, well. I wouldn't be that type of leading man, but, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like, is somebody just going to give me a chance? Like, it's already hard enough. And then uh, junior year of high school, two big things happened. First of all, I did an audition. 
for this Paramount Pictures movie called Fun Sized, where they were doing a nationwide casting call for Asian American actors for one of the lead roles in that movie, uh, who is teenager. So I was like, perfect, let me do it. So I spent my entire midwinter break with my dad going over this self-tape audition, working on every day. I had a lot of fun doing it, and then we sent it in. We weren't expecting anything, and then all of a sudden, two days later, I got a call back for them saying, we really liked your audition, we liked the choices, here are some notes. I remember like opening the email and not expecting anything, and then seeing like this email from the casting director who had like casted for CSI and the Scream movies, <laughs> and he was like, hey, Joe, how's it going? You know, we really liked your choices. And I was like, Shit. What is this? Like, uh, <laughs> I, was like, Shit. Uh, I was like, hey, dad, I think I got an email from this casting director. Like, he was like, well, what's it say? Does it say, like, thank you for auditioning? And, you know, if, if, you, if the casting director doesn't want you, they just don't get back to you at all. But right. I didn't know that at the time. So I, I, you know, I just thought they might give me some sort of like courtesy email, like, thank you or something. So I was reading it to my dad. I was like, yeah, uh, it says like they want me to do another self tape. And that was like this moment was like, oh shit, like I actually did a good acting <laughs> job. That's great. Awesome, so that, that gave me a lot of confidence. And then <clears throat> on top of that, I saw one of the Fast and the Furious movies, Fast Five, because I wanted to see it because it had like Justin Lin and Sun <laughs> Kang in it. I was like, all right, I'm going to go support, you know, Asian Americans in film. And I started looking more into Vin Diesel. It turns out Vin Diesel's biracial, actually. He's half white, half black, and some others. Uh, He's he's some other stuff as well. I I can't remember exactly, but when he was well my age in his twenties, in 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 New York City, he was a struggling actor, and he had a lot of trouble getting acting roles because casting directors would tell him, "Oh, you're too light, you're too dark." So he made his own short film about that experience called Multifacial. You can find it on YouTube, um, and it this got is a Vin Diesel short film. Yeah. Oh wow. And he, he did a really good job with it. He <clears throat> starred in it, acted in it, produced it, directed it, and it went to the Cannes Film Festival. And then a few years later, Steven Spielberg saw it and was like, I really liked your short film. Let me cast you in Saving Private Ryan. And that was kind of his... He was in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, he was, he was in Saving Private Ryan. He was the first guy to die. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I a, mean, well... As opposed uh, to the... Fucking yeah. 300 dudes we saw yeah. get their heads shot off when the boats came. He, I wouldn't say he was the first one to die. In I the think... group to and go the... look for Ryan. He was the first to die. Was he really? Yeah. In, in the somebody... group, in the search party. I thought somebody else in that <sighs> in the search party died before him. But I guess, I guess I need to watch that movie again. I do tend to watch that movie at least once a year. It's a really good movie. It's a fucking great Very movie. Very disturbing. It's, it's dark. Yeah. But, it's um... not like, you know, Schindler's List dark. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, World War II is not yeah. a easy subject for Mm -hmm. folks um but yeah so i one of my high school acting mentors and senior year gave him a book called save the cat which really introduced me to like structure and how to get screenwriting that started to take it more seriously at the end of my freshman year of college and then i started just like researching how to do screenplays and stuff on the internet and stuff and then i have my awesome uh, screenwriting and acting teacher John Jacobson, who's great. Who's I'm now working on my first feature film screenplay. But um, yeah, uh, that's what I've done. But I do plan on moving, probably heavily leaning towards Atlanta as opposed to LA. Yeah, so I mean that was going to be my next question. Sorry, that's was... a long-winded answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always good, you know. I yeah. mean, it, we we have we've never had 
like an mm. actor, screenwriter, director on the show. So it's, it's good to get like a good insight on something that we don't, you know, normally. Hey man, I was in a play in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was in a play in middle school, but. I played a homeless guy with a really bad Brooklyn I was accent. in the pit band in high school. It was a terrible nice. Brooklyn accent. So, I mean, of course, yeah. everybody's going to wonder because not, not everybody's familiar with the difference between Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta movie studio mm-hmm. and LA. Usually, yeah. when folks hear you're going to go into the movies, it's LA. I'm going to go to LA. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and obviously, there's a lot of people that, you know, a lot of people we went to school with that went to LA to do movies and they ended up doing porn. So technically, <laughs> they're still in <laughs> movies. <laughs> just a whole different kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, oh, not geez. only is that hilarious, but that seems to be like the one go route for, for yeah. am, like kind of like not. I won't. I don't want to say amateurs, but like people who aren't established before getting mm-hmm. to L.A. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you go to L.A. to establish yourself, mm-hmm. you're gonna end up sleeping in your car like half the people that go to L.A. to establish it's tough themselves. Down there, yeah, it's um, a, it's a tough business there. So yeah. why Atlanta over L.A.? Well, I'm I'm heavily leaning towards. Atlanta, and uh, John Jacobson, if you're listening to this, he really wants me to move to L.A. Sorry to disappoint you, but I'm probably moving to Atlanta in a year. But anyways, the reason why is because, first of all, I should give some backstory. Uh, So about 10 years ago, Atlanta said, you know what, we want a big film industry here, so we're going to give productions a big tax incentive. It's kind of more like a rebate. Um, Basically, come here, bring a bunch of film crews and stuff and then you have them stay in our atlanta hotels and eat atlanta restaurants and hire crew from atlanta then we'll give you back a certain amount of money and so in atlanta it's like i can't remember the exact number but it's a little over a quarter and and that's a lot for a tax incentive um and so they've been having a lot of production coming to atlanta like pretty much every marvel marvel movie is yeah. shot there uh walking dead Walking Dead, a lot, you know, the the TV show called Atlanta, shot in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, that's always, yeah, that would be a that would be well, a be Yeah, a lot, a lot of movies, and they have Pinewood Studios down there. They have a bunch of studios. Um, so in fact, last year I read an article that said Atlanta actually had more production in their city as opposed to LA, actually, just because of the tax incentives. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted. Atlanta recently passed a controversial law called the Heartbeat Bill, which means I think it's after six weeks, maybe. I can't remember how many weeks it is. I I can't remember, but um, it's preventing. uh, It's it's they're they're trying to stop abortion, which. uh, uh, has caused a lot of controversy with Hollywood. Yeah, see, that's the that's the danger. Yeah, yeah. and so between that and like Carolina's bathroom ban, it's like okay, yeah. we're just gonna leave this out alone. <laughs> yeah. So you've had a lot of productions already. Maybe not a lot of productions, but you have you have had some productions pull out. I think some Netflix shows Netflix, pulled out. Yeah. They're they've other studio studios have threatened to pull out. However, that being said, uh, it's gonna be taken to the Supreme Court where it's actually uh, unconstitutional. It goes against Roe versus Wade. So it's, you never know, but from when I, I went to Atlanta a month ago to see a bunch of my friends who are actors down there, and they said, you know, uh, it's more likely than not to uh, be struck down when it goes to the Supreme Court. Yeah. So it's more likely 
So basically, it's more likely than not to happen in the heartbeat bill. So um, also on top of that, like the film industry in Atlanta is so big. Does Atlanta mm. really want to risk losing that much of their economy? But I mean, you know, the other thing is, look, I and when it comes to L.A., Atlanta, or even uh, New York, uh, I know Albuquerque is on the rise. Or if you you're living in Canada, Vancouver, Vancouver, Toronto, yeah, Toronto. Vancouver's a big one. Yeah, um, you gotta pick which city fits for you. Now, the reason why I think Atlanta is better for me is, first of all, L.A. is so expensive, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Fuck yeah, it's so expensive, and Seattle's just turning into. I think it's just, it's turning into fucking California yeah, over I, here. I actually read yeah. an article that said uh, I think living in Seattle now rent is more expensive than LA. Yep. I think Thanks. I yeah yeah. Does that sound about right to you that guys? Sounds about right to I me. I fucking I believe the, it. Uh, in the yeah. continental U.S., I think only San Francisco and New York are more expensive. Yeah. It's but turning into LA over here, man. We got the bums. Is. We got the bums already. Now it's time to just hike up all the prices. But so so yeah. does Atlanta have like a better opportunity for for Asian American actors and then Asian actors in general? I would say so because my high school uh I would I would say yes and here's the reason why. So my high school acting mentor uh, his name is Joe as well. Too he, many Joes. <laughs> too many, too many Joes. Joes. His old roommate's name was Joe. My so. old roommate or his old roommate? Your my old roommate, roommate was named Joe, yeah. Yeah. It's a good name to have. Yeah. Um but it's biblical he, man. He and his wife uh, and his kid moved to Atlanta about a year ago. And uh, Joe's, he's, he's Korean. And um, he was telling me, uh, you know, in L.A., it's going to be so saturated with so many Asian actors I mean, that's there. True it's going to sure. be yeah. super competitive. There's a lot of backstabbing. I mean, it's a film industry, so you're going to get a lot of backstabbing. backstabbing in general, right? But Music industry just with film. Yeah. And, you know, from what I've heard, Atlanta... Uh, it's not, it's everybody in Atlanta is like there to help each other up. Like one of my friends, she's into acting there. And she said that her and like five or five of her other friends were auditioning for the same role. And instead of like sitting in the audition room, being super quiet and hating each other and stuff like that, instead they were like cheering each other on, supporting each other. Yeah. So that's go. great. There you but, go. um, oh. you know, it's LA would be so saturated. And Joe was like, you know, in Atlanta, there may not be as many roles, but it, you have that niche market. Now, also, my my friend, she also said um, that she went to an industry panel about six months ago. And she said that at that industry panel for film, somebody raised their hand and said, okay, what would you like to see happen more in Atlanta? And one of the people said, Asians. We want more Asians in the Atlanta film industry. Well, so, there I mean, you go. I, I know, yeah. right? There you go. But... um. Yeah, so that's and plus Atlanta is way cheaper. Um, granted, minimum wage is lower, so it kind of balances out. But um, yeah, that's that's why I'm I'm leaning towards Atlanta. Plus, I mean, uh, Joe, my high school acting mentor, his wife, she has both of them have master's degrees in the fine arts. They studied drama at the UW. Uh, his wife was telling me, you know, I lived in uh, L.A. for like six years and you know I could never get an audition for a series regular on a TV show and she was like we've been living in Atlanta for about a year and I've already gotten more than one audition for a series yeah. regular on there a TV show so it's like and plus you know there's so much you know, all 
when I was hanging out with my friends there, all of them who are actors, they were like, oh yeah, I got an audition for this show. Oh yeah, I auditioned for every episode of Better Call Saul. And mm-hmm. I actually landed one of the roles on it, but then I couldn't take it because I was in the play. But they're always auditioning for shows, movies, and stuff like that. And they're like, oh yeah, I was on set with Sebastian Stan and stuff like that. And, you know, as much as I love the Seattle film industry, um, it's mainly corporate video work, like right. Amazon, Microsoft, which is fun. You know, all, I've had good experiences. They pay well. You know, I love those corporate videos, man. It's like, hi, I'm so-and-so, and yeah. okay, who the fuck, I, why did you tell me your name? That doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> Just tell me what I need to do. Get the and, message and then across. it's never addressed. They never talk about their credentials or who they are. They just say, like, I'm Phil Donahue or whatever, and like, Okay, Phil, okay. good to okay, know. Like, don't overload your forklift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you will tip the over. The temperature danger zone. Like die. <laughs> like, oh my God. But I yeah. was like the forklift training dude. We should uh, mention, up. because we have been called out for this in the past, that other Joe Pitas here is in fact an Asian American. He oh, doesn't yeah. just like hanging out or is obsessed with Asian culture. That's funny. One of the times we had Mark on, someone was like, you guys are being so racist. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's Mark. I keep saying all this n- nasty stuff about black people. I'm like, he's a black man. He's talking about himself. <laughs> <laughs> that was not clear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I'm Asian. I'm I'm Chinese. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly Chinese, but then I took an ancestry D... I mostly Chinese took an ancestry DNA test like several months ago. So apparently I'm also 27% Korean and Northern Chinese, whatever that means. I, I, I don't know why they would say Korean and Northern Chinese. Though. <laughs> Couldn't they just say like you're this percentage of Korean and this percentage Northern yeah, Chinese? Maybe I mean, groups, but well, Korea is not really near Northern China. That's weird. Uh, I have no clue either, and I'm That's Asian. Strange. So, I mean, China's a big effing place. Yeah, it's northern a big China, country. like oh, like Mongolia, like that region. Uh, maybe. Like, uh, sure. I, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, if you're wondering why, I getting back to Vito's question, why the nickname Pitas? So my that was gonna be the next question. Oh, last got a real quick interception yeah. though. Uh, mentioning Mongolia, uh, Mongolian metal is really good. Just a side <laughs> okay. note. Okay. Sure. It, it actually is on the on the up and up. I know what you're talking about. Mongolian yeah. what? Mongolian uh, like metal music. Oh, okay. I think I've heard some of that. It's stuff. on the up yeah. and up, man. I'm telling you. Mongolian Vito's telling metal, us. Huh? <laughs> so right. yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. Oh BTS. yes. Um. So yeah. So my. So I'm adopted. So my last name is Potasnik. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so. think I heard that last time. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Joe yeah. Potasnik definitely Joe sounds Potasnik. very Asian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christian <laughs> Sullivan sounds really Mexican. No one believes me, man. Like, wait, you're telling me that Christian Sullivan is a Mexican man? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I'm adopted, so my last name is Potasnik. Um, but when I, in high school, freshman year, I, I was on the freshman football team. That was before I got into acting when I wanted to be a football player in high school. <laughs> that didn't happen. Everybody but, uh, gets that. Everybody gets that little. It was fun. Yeah, I had a good yeah. time. I never played I'm football. I'm thankful. Football. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the Nerds experience. I'm glad I, I played, played at least one year yeah, of, yeah. of high school football. But um, everybody just, well, first of all, everybody just liked to call me Potasnik because they liked the last name Potasnik. It it rolls off your tongue pretty well. It does. I'm sure um, there were other Joes around too. Actually, yeah. I think I was only. Uh, there's one other Joe, mm. but uh, he was. Uh, he was not on the freshman team, mm. but um, 
everybody just like calling me Patasnik, and then it just turned into Pitas somehow. I was like, cool, I'm right. down with that. So, yeah, I'm you've been Pitas ever since I've known you. Yeah, met you back in the in the Lewis wearing Ocho Cinco jersey days. I remember that he had his Ocho Cinco jersey. Always fucking wore it. I can say as a fellow Joe that people love to give you nicknames because Joe is such a basic bitch of a first name. <laughs> I can't called... think of a nickname that I have for funny, uh... Rufasa, Roof Dog, <laughs> Rufio, Sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe. Um... I've never gotten that one. <laughs> I have really uh, messy Joe handwriting. Joe Potato. <laughs> Joe Joe Potato. Joe Joe Potato. <laughs> Bro Joe, Slow Joe. It's funny, people have really tried to give me nicknames and just but can't. Your name's Vito. That's I know. unique. And I when mean, you get your when you get your samurai shit. Also, I'm I'm funny um, about about how like names don't necessarily match the race. Mm. Uh, Vito uh, is an Italian, Italian name. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm like zero percent Italian. Yeah. Well, we talked about the origin of your. Yeah, name. we've yeah, talked about the origin yeah. of oh, when okay. I when I saw oh, yeah, Vito on the schedule. I was like <laughs> expecting like. Hair slicked back, <laughs> coming in, Grease ball, yeah, big yeah. rings, <laughs> stereotype. Knows how to make a meatball <laughs> sub real well. Then he goes, "Hey, <laughs> hey, have you been good to your mother?" <laughs> that shit's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Joe, when you get your fucking shogun up and running with your with your cherry tree mm-hmm. and my machete, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna just start calling you Dojo. Dude. Oh. Dojo, oh, that's a good one. Dojo. Yep. I have yeah. enjoyed so any. Anything that you Samurai can replace Joe. with Samurai the Joe. word bro, like hey, protein shake or you know, brotato chip. You can also do that with Joe. Joe, <laughs> Joe Tato Joe chip. chip. Hey, bro, Joe Lincoln. That's yeah. a little weird. That's too much. It'd be a Joe Ham, not a bro Joe. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Good, good old nicknames. I don't mm-hmm. have many of them. I used, again, to be called, I used to be called Sully, name. and I didn't like that shit. Mm. There's only like two you people were called that, Sully? There's only like two people that could call me that, and it would be okay. And then Chris is another one that I'm not... That, Too fond of. It's not allowed. Yeah, you don't really look like a you Chris. You don't look like a Chris. It's not allowed. Yeah. There's, there are folks that will call me Chris that it just naturally sounds okay when they say mm. it. I worked with a guy at Dunlumber who didn't know me. But mm-hmm. when he found out my name, he just started calling me Chris. Mm-hmm. But normally I'd be like, <clears throat> don't call me Chris. I'm like, just don't do it. It's like but when people try and call it, me and Joey. It would, be, it would be like, it'd be so like, you know, like kind of like how it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Okay. I'll allow him to say it. And there's only been like three or four people that I know that could call me Chris without me being like, don't fucking do that shit. Anytime anyone calls me Joey, I'm like, I mean... I'm not that stereotype of veto that you had. I'm not a grease hey. bag. <laughs> a Joey. Yeah. Joey Let's Fantuzzi see. or whatever. No, 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 no. Don't call me Joey. Get out of here. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, Why don't you I go powder your nose? Okay, how many vowels are in your last name, man? Jesus. <laughs> I know that another nickname I had was Blueberry Joe. And oh. That was back in... Uh, when I went to summer camp in middle school up in Just Minnesota. Eat a lot of blueberries? Were you like a fat kid? Did you look like Violet Beauregard after she ate that guy? I actually <laughs> was. Built like in, a blueberry? <laughs> in middle school, I was super skinny. I mean, I'm pretty skinny already. But, you know, back in middle school, went to summer camp. Great time at Camp Voyager. Um, shout out. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Camp Voyager. Summer camp. You'd stay up in the Minnesota Boundary Waters for a month. You had like that traditional 
summer camp thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an all boys camp, and he would stay in the cabins, you know, eat in mess hall, stuff like that. But then yeah. stay there for four weeks. But every other week, you, a camp counselor, and a few other boys would just take canoes and go canoeing out in the boundary waters for five or seven days. And you bring like tents and stuff and just be camping in the Minnesota wilderness. And it was great. And a every fucking lot of mooses out there. Do man. we ever talk? Because neither of you have ever been to summer camp. Is that correct? I feel like we talked nope. about this. Before. I've never been. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, have you been to summer camp? Yes. I went okay. to summer yeah. camp every year. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> My folks great. never, they never paid for that shit. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so, it's so, it's such a white, a white kid thing to do, man. Like, we went to summer camp. It was called Camp Vacamus. It was in uh, rural New Jersey, but <clears throat> they had this program that was run by LL Cool J, weirdly enough, That's where cool. they'd ship in inner city kids, right? So, like, Nickelodeon did a special about us in, like, 93, which I cannot find on YouTube. If anyone can find the Camp Cool J special. Wait, it's called Camp Cool J. That's what it was. That was what his program was called. Okay. Which turned out to be, like, a tax scheme that accepted. his cousin was running or something. But anyways... Really? They'd ship in these inner city kids. So one day, LL Cool J came to camp, and my little sister Renee gave him a hug. It's like, I don't know who that big black man is, but he seems fun. And she gave him a hug. Cool. <laughs> was he wearing his, his uh, bucket his, hat? Yeah, thing? he had his baseball oh, cap yeah. on. And cool. then, uh, yeah, oh my God. But it also caused all this strife. Like, my cow cabin got, because, you know, you're grouped into cabins, got mm-hmm. into trouble because somebody pooped in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and we all knew who it was because, yeah. like, they asked, they did that old trick where they're like, What do you think we should do to this kid? And I'm like, Obviously, oh. he should get in trouble. He pooped in the shower. And the one kid was like, I don't know. I don't think he should get in that much trouble. It's like, It's clearly it's you. you. Everybody knows it's <laughs> yeah. you. Just admit it's you so we can go have fun and yeah. stop being like in camp detention or whatever. Yeah. Dropping a deuce. We had the camp talent show one year. This is mm-hmm. at a separate summer camp. But uh, <laughs> so when you get start getting into being 12 and 13, summer camp just becomes like a middle school fuck fest basically yeah. <laughs> i mean because your counselors are like 15 year old years old who are just smoking weed like they aren't adults they're just like slightly older slightly children older. So, <laughs> yeah they don't care so the, the, the school talent show this girl was like all right my talent is i can tie a cherry stem into a knot in my mouth and she puts a cherry stem in her mouth and waits like 10 seconds like i can't do it jimmy come help me and then they just start making out on stage yeah Anyways, that's my tales from summer camp. <laughs> yeah, my summers were mainly like hang out and like play play like street football mm-hmm. and then stay up all night. See how long we could stay up. That was usually our summers. My summers were usually playing video games and then like at night and then like during the day I'd just like fucking lay down on the porch and sunbathe. See, I'm so jealous. That was never allowed. We were not allowed to have like lazy summers like that. My mom wouldn't let it happen. It was well, we like, had to, I mean, we had to work. You're like, going to summer camp or you're getting a part-time job or you're doing something. I mean, all I, had, I, wanted I did to side do, gigs, but that's like what I mostly did. We had to work, all but I not like go get a job, like go out and get a job. But it was like, we weren't allowed to, like, to do whatever we wanted to do unless we were like, Unless we did something productive. So, like, cleaned up or did a bunch of yard work. Yeah. Or... But even just if I could just have had a week to just do nothing. No, never allowed. That'd be nice. <laughs> never allowed, man. <laughs> Dude, these days I would fucking strangle myself to get a week yeah. to, of just doing nothing. Yeah. I had to take a day off because I'm getting a new hot water heater put in next Tuesday. And I'm tankless? So excited. No, it's tankless? Takes, oh, we wow. talked to the guy, and the way our hot water heater is set up, he's like, okay, the, the tradition will be about 2K, but... I have to do a lot of setups, so we're talking like 15K for the tank list, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> that makes sense. It's like in the basement. He'd have to run like an outflow pipe, he said. It's going to be a whole pain in the ass. Like, okay. 
That's Go cool. Fuck do but it. apparently the thing's from 97 and is starting to leak. So I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's time. <laughs> yeah. They only last about 15 years. <laughs> yeah. It's time. Yeah. It's time. Should That's cool. I? I know at the beginning of the podcast, I talked about how the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is the most overrated Zelda game. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Should I explain myself? Sure. I think so. Right that's the that's five. the Nintendo 64, right? Yeah. Yeah, and 64. Okay. okay. It is 11:05, Christian. I don't know what time you want us out of here, but it is 11:05. No, we're fine. Okay. I mean, we've got we've got a little bit of time. Cool. Explain so why side. would you say this? All right. So, uh, look, I I understand I understand it's a very good game. I'm not calling it a bad game. I'm just calling it overrated. It's it's the best one. It's like Aaron Rodgers. Can't be overrated. <laughs> Not calling him a bad quarterback, but he's highly overrated. No way. Anyway, getting back into it. Anyways, no, I I understand why it was. It's like the first, you know, 3D Zelda game, you know, and stuff like yep. that. I. But the thing is, why I call it the reason why I'm calling it the most overrated Zelda game is because. It's just the same damn game as A Link to the Past. <laughs> when did A Link to the Past come out? 92, uh, 93? And that was like the yeah. Super Nintendo. Yeah, right? yeah. that was the Super, Super Nintendo. Nintendo version. Those were fun. When did Ocarina Remakes of Time come out? out this year? 97. Nin- or 98. Yeah, 98. 98. Yeah. So that's only five years late. Some, I don't know. I'm, I'm bad at math. But it, it, it came out shortly, not too long after... A link to yeah, the past. And 3D, man. The same the graphics. damn story. Basically, the you're this dude who's sleeping in bed. You get randomly woken up, and then all of a sudden, you gotta go. You, know, you gotta go find like you know, three different colored gemstones and stuff like yep. that. And then you gotta pull the master sword, and then you go to some like dark world place. You go to the future, and then He's you gotta wrong. go, and then you gotta rescue like. And a link to the past to seven maids and Ocarina of Time of seven sages. But yeah. you gotta rescue seven people. Yeah. And then you go save Zelda from Ganon Ganon. Ganondorf, who was kicked out of, of the Garuda village for not being a woman. Zelda lore. But Come on, they, they basically invented the modern action adventure game. Plus those re re-deads when you're in the Temple of Time right after yeah. the Mess is the fucking scariest thing in any video game ever. The big mummies, <laughs> yeah. the brown mummies? No, the, the zombies. The zombies that like shamble until they get the foot yeah, away yeah, from yeah. you and then jump on your face. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think I mentioned last time uh, on the Lost episode. Uh, the Lost the episode. Lost <laughs> where, episode. Where I, uh, oh, sorry, wrong Lost. I thought that... Um, <laughs> This sort of thing was like sim- very similar to what I would say is like a Final Fantasy VII syndrome, where it's because of the time it came out, a lot of the people in our generations mm. sort of like grew up with the like that that version of Zelda or the, you know yeah. this version of Final Fantasy, and so even though like some of the other games that m- may have came before it might have been better yeah. or yeah. or you know. It, uh, you know, they are lost to time. Final Fantasy is definitely like, but didn't very uh, derivative of itself. You know, mm-hmm. like almost like Pokemon. You know? <laughs> That's yeah. true. Well, not, it's not as bad as Pokemon. <laughs> not nearly as bad as Pokemon. Yeah, but didn't you say Seven was your favorite though? But yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's, it's sort of like Seven is my favorite. But that, but I also sort of, sort of agree that like, what was it like four or six or something was like really, really good, if not better. Ten is the best. Ten is the best. The, uh, the non uh, of the uh, non MMO ones, ten is the best. 
I'm guilty as charged when it comes to playing games that are the same game, all right? Yeah, Call of Duty, I would bro. know something about this subject. Yeah. Because I play uh, Call of Duty, no mm. matter what year it is, except for Infinite Warfare. I didn't play that crock of shit. Um, are you following? Would you yeah. say? Oh, yeah, Madden came yeah. out. Did you get the new Madden? It came out this week. I guess Not yet. I'm yeah. waiting for it to go on super sale so, so I can like build my ultimate team. February? Christian, I have a question. No way, dude. Madden's going to be going on sale December. soon. December? The sales are going down. Sale numbers are going down on, on release date mm-hmm. for games like Madden. So what they're going to do is they're going to release it at full price now. People are going to be suckers and buy it. But people like me know that the, the decline of Madden is here. Mm-hmm. So they're going to release like the super mega bunker busting Patrick Mahomes MVP superstar $130 version of Madden yeah, yeah. for 45 bucks See, in like a month. But and in I'm December, that. that $140 edition will be like 20 bucks. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And then plus like it would be nice to allow teams to develop a little bit before Madden actually before you actually start playing Madden because they, you know, they have new players in, and the and the rating system is so fucking bad. You know, so EA, yeah. you guys are fucking retarded. I, like I'm seeing this, <laughs> and Christ. dude, it's you. You get like you go okay. I mean, for instance, let's just say you get a player like, I mean, okay, uh, it's tough because you guys don't really watch football as much as I do. But when it comes to I don't like, think anyone in the world watches football as much as you, man. All right, so let's say this. Von Miller, all right? What would you say he, he should be ranked? 99. I, I can't give you an answer because I really I watch a lot of football, but I don't play Madden very often. Yeah. So but I would say uh, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. <laughs> More like a nine, let's say 92. So what they did in this game was instead of making him like, you know, maybe not putting him in the 99 club, mm-hmm. but instead of making him like a 98 or a 97. Yeah. They, they, let's just, I mean, I'm not saying that this is what he's really ranked, but they would drop him down to like an 89, which is a bullshit for Von Miller. Yeah. And, but then they would be like, but wait a minute, he's got a superstar X factor trait that makes him like a 98. It's like, I don't give a fuck about your superstar, (laughs) super trait of a swim move. It's like, just incorporate it in his player and Mm -hmm. make him a fucking 98. I don't need to hear this superstar shit. And they yeah. make everybody is generally this year in the seventies and the sixties when it comes to ratings. Oh, so they knocked it down their average then. Everybody is down in the seventies and the sixties. That's cool. And so what it is is if you don't have a superstar trait, you're getting housed. So now what it is is the big system for Madden for players on Ultimate Team was get like a cheap ass sixty eight overall, like Tyreek Hill. But he's got like a 98 speed. Mm-hmm. So you put him on the outside and he burns every fucking yes, cornerback. Yes, the speed stat has been broken for a while for sure. So now what they'll do is you'll pick up a, or a 68 Tyreek Hill with a 98 speed and you'll be going against a cornerback that has like an X-Factor trait. And that X-Factor trait is going to ultimately keep up with your 68, 99 speed Tyreek Hill. So you could have like Patrick Peterson. Who's you know who's had a great career, mm-hmm. but he's on his he's he's old, so he's, he's on like his way out. Thirty, right? He does not 29. have a ninety nine. Oh, ancient, thirty <laughs> by, years old by, N- by NFL standards. Yeah. He's I mean yeah. he doesn't have a ninety nine speed. He mm. can't keep up with Tyreek Hill. But in this game, just because Patrick Peterson is Patrick Peterson, mm-hmm. 
Tyreek Hill's fucking flypaper. Or Patrick Peterson's flypaper to Tyreek. Mm-hmm. And that's just because he's a 68 and doesn't have a superstar trait. And so, you know, Russell Wilson's got one that's like scramble, like scramble, scramble hero ability. or some yeah, shit. Yeah. So you, you get to dodge the first sack. Like okay. your, your, uh, your percentage of dodging the first sack yeah. is like way up there. So you okay. can shake off the first defender. Yeah. But usually in Madden, when you get sacked, it's not just one guy. It's your offensive line and three defensive players collapsing on each other because the animations suck. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, I like hearing Christian talk about Madden because it's secretly like the super dorky RPG and he doesn't realize it. Well, well you see, I mean, your really dodge is. rate is way higher, but only for the first <laughs> instance. After that, it's a fucking it goes card game, down. dude. You're just playing a, when you play Ultimate Team, it's a fucking card game. Are you following? Like, we're like an hour, 15 minutes. We should probably start to wrap soon. But I do have one question for you, Christian. Have you been following the Modern Warfare reboot controversy, specifically the white phosphorus controversy yes, right absolutely. now? Yes, absolutely. And I think people need to. Fucking chill out. It's a video game. It's calm the fuck so, down. So, do you two know about this? I I've heard no. about it, yeah. yeah. Video. Okay. So, Call of Duty has kill streak rewards, right? Yeah. One of the kill streak rewards this year is white phosphorus. Mm. White phosphorus is a chemical where if you drop it on a civilian area, it's considered a war crime mm-hmm. because of how badly it Bad burns wars. you. Yeah. It's- and now it's being advertised as a reward in a Call of Duty game that's literally supposed to be as realistic as possible. So people are like, maybe rebrand some of the it's phrasing to, I mean, it's a, it's a kill streak, so it's supposed to help you get back into the game. Because if you don't have kill streaks, people who suck at Call of Duty, like let's just say Vito one day wants to pull up a Call of Duty game and play it. I'm not. And he's opposed- not used to shooters, and mm-hmm. he goes out there and, you know, he's getting fucking spawn trapped, and he yeah, doesn't know yeah. what the fuck is happening. So then you get kill streaks to help you out. So you get like boosted up speed or boosted up health. Right. And now you get things like white phosphorus gas. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty has not messed around with, I mean, I mean, sorry, they have messed around with poisonous gas mm-hmm. in a, a, every other game. And now they're like, well, it's white phosphorus now, so I don't like it. It's like, dude, you were literally throwing a fucking chemical bomb at somebody <sighs> in... Black Ops 1, and now you have a problem? Yeah, but like I said, white phosphorus is literally a war crime. Like, couldn't it have just been like a smoke grenade if that's the effect you're going for? Like, they could have called it anything else. That's my point. (laughs) Dude. I'm not opposed to the idea of a kill streak. I mean, it's so the realism in the game is going to be mainly in the campaign. And I think, you know, Call of Duty shouldn't tone down their their video game if they want to make it a realistic. War game. If they want to be taken seriously, don't but, tone down your realistic war game, because then you're gonna. Then, but you're, you have to separate out the multiplayer then, because like they're what they're trying to build is the most realistic, like this shit's super fucked up game ever. And then, but they still have this multiplayer game attached where they're giving like, hey, come use a chemical weapon on civilians. Like these things are so disparate. They shouldn't even have called this game Call of Duty. Multi, they should have taken that single player campaign out. Multiplayer doesn't have. They're not gonna have civilians in the multiplayer. It never does. It never has. I know, but. But you're still, so you're still like fighting why, in civilian areas. That's why they give you white There's still phosphorus. maps that are civilian areas. Well, so sure, but an if implication that there's that, civilians around. If people are trying to say, hey, the people that the civilians that aren't in this map present and physically there, but they're in those houses that are drawn, don't throw white phosphorus gas. 
No, I, it's fucking yeah. it's bullshit, dude. People I'm just saying that their their marketing is fucked up because like I like I said the single player campaign is supposed to be the super gritty and fucked up thing, and then the multiplayer is what it's always been. So they need to separate their messaging. The multiplayer and looks so that. That's fucking what I'm nice. I think the the, yeah, the mechanics ahead. in that looks so fucking nice, dude. Uh, what were you gonna say? Honestly, I think it's okay if they keep the white phosphorus in it too. And here's why: because I think, I think. This may sound brutally honest, but I think people can separate. I'd hope I no, yeah. I know people most the majority of us can separate between reality and fiction. I say that from you know same same things issues happen in movies and TV shows mm-hmm. as well. There's a lot of, you know, dark things that you know filmmakers can put in their movies, but I think that there's definitely a point where average dude like Christian playing a video game can say, okay, I know this is morally wrong. I'm against it if it actually happens to yeah. some person in real life, but I can separate that this is a video game. Now, I can understand maybe your perspective where it's like you're making white phosphorus fun. Exactly. I can see it's, it's, that perspective, but but that I still come back to the argument of I think people can separate fact from fiction. Now, I also know that media does have an effect on on, on real life, but I don't think... In this regard, with white phosphorus and a game like Call of Duty is going to have that much of an effect of where like yeah. some dude like Christian's like, well, I'm going to go buy some white I'm phosphorus. I'm going to go get white phosphorus in, you know, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think usually when media has an effect on somebody, it's like, you know, like, um, you know, in, in my real life experience, seeing like, you know, Asian nerdy guy on a movie or TV show and being like, seeing that a lot and being like, well, is that what people are going to think of me when I go to school and stuff? Are my, are other people like my other classmates going to start thinking about me because they see this Asian nerd guy on the TV show. But I don't think it'll come back to the point of white phosphorus. And usually when you do see people who um, do play violent video games and violent TV shows and they go and commit a violent act, I think usually those people, um, um, I don't think, that uh, white phosphorus or something else like that. I think there's more of a big underlying cause. Yeah. Under I mean, there's that. a and bigger problem than violent video games. The, the, I'm the, not- the main actual like cause, in my opinion, mm-hmm. of those kinds of situations is mental illness. Yes, mm-hmm. and the it all starts at home, man. The well, it all starts at and home. also the. Um, um, I can't think of the word for it, but like this, the the thing, this, the stigma around taking care of your mental illness yes. mm-hmm. and mental health in America, like it's almost a bad thing to go see a doctor about your mental health because that's saying that you're insane. Well, I mean, that's the running joke, it's, right? Is sort of what it is. The guns, the availability of guns, isn't a problem for mass shootings. It's mental health. Okay, let's talk about universal health care. No, <laughs> okay. I know, right? <laughs> but I want to get back to this point because yeah, my point ahead. is not that like yeah. th- this is going to. There's no link between. I know there's mm-hmm. no link between violence mm-hmm. and violent media. My only point here is that like if your messaging on this game is that this is going to be a gritty. Look mm-hmm. at the moral and ethical implications of okay. war, and you know civilians getting caught in the crossfire. And at the same time, you're advertising this like, "Let's go kill people because it's fun." Here's some white phosphorus as a reward. LOL. On the same product, it is mixed mm-hmm. messaging, and it's confusing. Wait, here's fun. the thing: <laughs> people are upset that you're killing somebody with white white phosphorus gas, but you're not upset that your your main purpose in that game on multiplayer is shooting people. Well, in that's the my point, though. Face. The whole that so the I, whole I messaging is. So I think that's where there's a sort of. A, 
cognitive dissonance going on right now exactly exactly Mm -hmm. joe's actually talking about separating the multiplayer and single player rather than right right so what about what about airstrikes what all about of the all of the multiplayer and the rewards, he, sh- it should just thi- be separate so entirely. He's, he's saying that the multiplayer mm-hmm. should be separate from the single player as entities, right? Because the multiplayer is the fun, go shoot around, airstrike, white yeah. phosphorus, blow people up, fucking go go hog wild, and the single player is the serious, um, take things seriously, almost RPG element of um, exactly of the game, and to have those two completely different types those mm. two different feels of game be attached to the same title it's literally the same product it's not just the same name Here's it's the my same game is yeah so then what's your message here you know is this a game about how war is devastating and the moral implications of it or is the point that like hey i love blowing shit up like yeah. call of duty is definitely trying to reestablish its reestablish its um its name and its purpose cuz call of duty used to be what started off as World War II games, correct? Yes. And so the one thing that I see is the more that they tone down and dumb down their video game, the less serious they're going to be taken. And I think that the less serious games are like Black Ops, where they fucking throw a gorilla in. You you can be a, you can play as a gorilla, like the animal, in an astronaut suit in blackout mode. Okay. And it's like okay, yeah, it makes sense because it's blackout. It's a standalone game, and it's you know it's goofy. They have dumb modes, and it's it's fun. It's all about having fun. They're trying to bring back in the realistic type of style, like Modern Warfare, like Call of Duty 4 did when it came out. When that game came out, Uh it distanced itself itself from your average first-person shooter game. And it kind of brought you into a sense of, holy shit, you're playing as Marines and you're playing, you're fighting in, in Iraq. But even that comparison, like, like even that game was like a, you know, military fantasy. The real comparison for the single player campaign is Spec Ops The Line. Have any of you played that game or heard well, of it? And those games it, are terrible. Yeah, no. no, that game is awesome. Which one? Spec Ops The Line. Oh, for some reason I'm thinking about those, the Navy SEAL games. No, no, no. SOCOM? No, no, no. Yeah, SOCOM. So Spec Ops The Line you. is the okay. same basic idea. Like, it's super gritty look and, like, they do drop white phosphorus in that game. And then, like, you have to deal with the implications of, like, people's skin melting off around you. And it's super fucked up. Like, so my point is you can't have this gritty story. Like, I understand, like, it, it honestly feels like the creators want to make this gritty, realistic game. But... Mm-hmm. Activision or whoever is like, but you need the multiplayer though, because that's what makes us all that's the fucking the money. money. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially two products under the same <laughs> name that are being marketed completely differently. So, but I mean, Call of Duty has always distanced its campaign from its multiplayer. It's no- nothing new. So if you played Call of Duty World War II, <clears throat> I-, I have no idea why they did this, but in the campaign, there's swastikas all over buildings because you're playing in Europe. Uh-huh. And it's World War II. There were fucking swastikas everywhere in Europe. It's just how it was. Mm-hmm. But then when you play online, they took them out. So they, they only had the Iron Cross, which is not only historically inaccurate, but it's, they took it down to dumb down their multiplayer experience because they know that... So the game's rated M. It's supposed to be for adults, but kids play it. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. So they took the swastikas out because it's hate speech, but they left it in their campaign. It's fucking dumb. It's a fucking video game. Put it in there. The thing is, is they're getting scared and they're getting... Well, you so also can't getting, sell it in Germany if there's swastikas in it. I mean, sure. But you can also have a different release for 
for European. I mean, wh- whoever wants to ban it, but Europe's got stupid ban problems anyway, and I think they need to stop being such pussies and stop allowing banning things in art. The more you start toning down art, the less create the less creativity you get, and the less these guys want to go out there and push boundaries. Mm-hmm. Video games are supposed to be pushing boundaries. Rockstar Video Games has been pushing boundaries since they've started. They had a fucking game called State of Emergency where fucking you was terrible. <laughs> you are go into a mall and shoot everybody that's in the mall. It's a fucking active shooter video game, but that's that was never an issue, you know. And then mm. let's think about if you want to talk about poisonous gases, uh, Command and Conquer. It's a rated T game, so teenagers can play it, and you play as the Iraq Army, and you can get uh, fucking anthrax gas missiles and oh. drop it, and that game actually has civilians. Mm-hmm. And you can kill civilians with your anthrax missiles and nothing happens. Mm. <clears throat> so people, chill the fuck out. <laughs> Video games, dude. Chill the F. If you don't want to play it, out. don't play it. And then if you want to give me the argument of, well, my kid plays Call of Duty and I don't want to see him yeah. throwing poisonous phosphorus gas. Well, the game is rated M. If you're too scared to let your kid play a fucking video game, don't let him play it. Yeah, I think sort of Joe's more conversation point, though, was less Joe on... Joe had a better conversation point yeah. than I've heard. And Joe's conversation point was... More of a separation of, yes. of, yeah. of entities rather than like a, a actual argument over the And that makes sense. Stuff. Joe's argument makes sense. There's yeah. a lot of arguments on this poisonous gas shit that doesn't so I make sense. I feel like sense. it's almost a non-talking point on the censorment sh- shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, I think Joe, you got to remember, this is Call of Duty we're talking about. I know. It's, well, that's it, why it's so but weird. But I mean, it's Activision. It's wouldn't, so... wouldn't you think they, they'd be like, oh, we want to make more money. Let's have a $60 single-player game and a $60 multiplayer game. Right, exactly. <laughs> but that's what they have, uh, and that's what they're getting in this one. But it's a single package. He, he's saying separate amount into two separate. Oh, yeah. I see, I see, I see. Which honestly would solve all of my so, like, like, cognitive dissonance complaint about this whole thing. Yeah, you know? it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a, a suspense of disbelief that you can't do between the two games, right? Yeah, I just think ex- you guys exactly, are overthinking exactly. the standard shooter game. I I mean, this is well. The, that's what the, you. That's what that's Tomb what they Raider want you reboot. to do with the single player. This is the Tomb Raider the, the, reboot yeah. problem, if they, right? If they want you to s- suspend disbelief for the multiplayer, they shouldn't have that. That's yes, exactly. That's my point. Like, it feels. It felt weird from the beginning that they're pitching this like hyper realistic, morally gray Call of Duty game as a Call of Duty game that still has all that multiplayer killstreak stuff. Like it's, it's gonna be fucking. It's sick, weird. Dude. It's just weird. Like, they should have Call of Duty. Blah 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 as single player, right? And then mm-hmm. Call of Duty Blee Blee. Honestly, they shouldn't even call it Call of Duty. Like just it's well, so the, it's you, so like, different than any other Call of Duty game has it's ever called, been. It's, I mean it's it technically just, just like, called they modern still warfare. Use okay. The, it's like, technically <laughs> modern warfare. It's not really they're not really yeah. saying I mean it's a Call of Duty game. Yes. But yeah. they're really Fast really and Furious saying, presents Hobbs and Shaw. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. This is a Hobbs and Shaw situation when it okay. comes to Call of Duty franchise games. Call of Duty Black Ops. Call of Duty fucking World War Two, Call of Duty Modern fucking Warfare. They have a whole bunch of different things. And Modern Warfare, this is not the first time that Call of Duty has pushed the boundaries on, on controversial but th- th- things. That's not, this is so different than anything else they've done. That's my point. It's just, it, I, I know about the No Russian level. I know about all of that. I know how the rebranding and all the micro series. The poisonous gas This one is Paris. nothing like any of those. That's my but point. But I, I know, and I think that's what makes me excited for this game is because... It's going to be fucking sick. I can't wait. I can't wait for... If they're really pushing the the realism, I can't wait mm-hmm. to see how the mechanics work in a 
you know, quote unquote, realistic shooter. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that I the way I so the multiplayer trailer released, it looks fucking awesome. The mechanics look good. The game looks good. I love the the idea of having it be a more in the dark night vision style of mm-hmm. fighting, and yeah. you have to use your team. They're trying to build a team based video game here, like Ghost Recon, uh, yeah, uh, or or Rainbow Six Siege. They're trying to build that kind of where you have four versus four, right? And you have classes and shit like that, and you gotta like one person has to hide the hostage, the other person has to kill him, just like Counter-Strike. Yeah. So I think, okay, so bottom line, we're going to wrap it up here. Yeah, I was going to say, okay. we got to start to wrap. We're going to wrap it up here, but bottom line, it's going to be exciting. I, I mean, I'm really, really excited for this game, and I can't wait to just power through this campaign and really see. You know, I just really hope that they don't dumb it down for because people are complaining Are you actually going to finish this one, or are you going to get a third of the way through and give up, a la Red it's Dead It's Call of Duty, 2. man. I could finish it. A la it Red like, Dead 2. I could finish Call of Duty in like three or four hours. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's anyway, true. Joe, or P-Taz. Wait, before we go, I have one yep. question. Oh. Do you guys know where I can find a veterinarian? Because these pythons are sick. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a tank top today, listeners. <laughs> a Joe tank. A bro tank. Joe tank. Yeah. Joe tank. Joe tank. So I look P-Taz, like I would be trying to yeah. sell you weed Thank outside you so much of fish for taco stand today, in Southern California. Thank you for having me. Sorry about that mishap that happened last time. That's but you good. know, Shit happens. This time, got in here. We had a great show. Can't yeah. fucking wait. I actually think this episode is better than the lost episode. So We didn't have as much happens. discussion about being a... How hard it is to make it as a creative and finding your passion, but sure. (laughs) But that's why this episode's called Trader Joe's. It's a supersized too, ninety minute man. But alrighty, folks. I'm Christian, joined here by Joe. Hello, Vito. Goodbye, I guess. See ya. And Pete Taz. What's up? Thanks a lot, and we'll see you on the next episode.